Today's Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. I'm joined by former Michigan offensive lineman Thomas Grimes and a host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. Last Saturday, the number three ranked Michigan Wolverines kept their undefeated season alive with a 19-17 win versus Illinois. Blake Corm had 108 rushing yards in the touchdown before going out with the injury. J.J. McCarthy went 18-34 for 208 yards, and Jake Moody kicked four field goals, including the game winner with nine seconds left. We'll start with Thomas. It wasn't pretty, like, like at all, but we got the job done in a tough game. So I guess, Thomas, is a two-part question. Um, what did you like about last week's win? And are there any concerns? I guess, if any, if, are there any concerns at all? Uh, what I liked about last week's win was I didn't see any quit in the boys. Um, they continued to, to, you know, to grind it out and to, you know, find that way to win. What concerned me was Illinois was almost like Indiana uh, a couple of years ago when uh, we were a lot of teams were having difficulties with our defense and Indiana showed Ohio state how to beat that defense by just running those, uh, those drag routes. And that came back to haunt us in that Ohio state game. I think what Illinois did this year was based off of the defensive packages in which they showed, they damn near blitzed us almost like every play, eight men in the box. And obviously their concern was you're not going to beat us with the run. We're going to make you uh, make your quarterback beat us. And I think that right there was problematic for the Wolverines as we saw throughout the game, even though Blake did have, you know, a hundred plus rushing yards making that, I would venture to say his 10th, 11th consecutive game of a hundred plus yards. But what we weren't seeing was, the prolificness of our rushing game. We had a couple of, you know, big chunk plays here and there, but we we're definitely having difficulties moving the ball, especially in short yardage. I think that's was one of the key things that caused a lot of our, our drives to stall. Obviously going back to, as I was looking at Jake and I, not Jake, but JJ, and I've been saying this all year long, the kid's got great arm talent, but he's got to stop just relying on, you know, a hundred mile an hour high fastballs. Got to show us a little bit of touch, but our receivers got to help them out as well. There were several times in which our receivers could have made some, you know, decent enough catches. Uh, number one in particular, when JJ thought we had the free play and the ball clearly went through his hand, clearly a catchable ball that would have been for a touchdown. So coming into this upcoming game on the 26th, these are the things, as I said before, that continue to give me give me pauses, our lack of consistency. I thought our defense was serviceable, but overall, when I watched that game, I really felt like Illinois' offensive line was getting the best between the two offensive lines. I thought Illinois' offensive line did a great job. Their version of Blake Corum um, came out, showed great patience in the hole, and then once the hole opened up, pune, he was off to the races. So we have a long road to hoe in front of us, uh, the injury bug, as I spoke about last week, um, actually two weeks ago, those are my biggest concerns. Can we get through the Nebraska game and the Illinois game and be healthy going into the 26? Obviously, that has not been the case in point. So hopefully uh, those guys that have been nicked up are going down to the building and getting 
you know, 24 seven around the clock treatment along with their classwork done, the classwork done, obviously, but all that to be said, it's going to be incumbent upon the boys to definitely make sure that they're getting the proper amount of treatment needed to get ready to go down to Columbus. Cause again, if you've never been there, if you never played in that game, played in that stadium, it's one of the most adverse environments to play in. But if you're built for it, it's one of the, it's one of the best places to play in. And especially when you come out with a W. So Rob, I'm going to ask you the exact same question. What did you like about the win versus Illinois? And what are your concerns coming out of it? Well, you know, on the previous week, I spoke about the fact that we needed that trepidation. We needed that deep water game. We needed that uh, We needed that opponent that really test us to see what we're really made of to prepare us for next week with Ohio State. I did like a lot of things. I like that we were able to gel together and pull that out uh, without missing our uh, – our number, our, our, our Heisman, you know, that, that's a big deal. When he got hurt, you know, uh, all the air, you know, fell out my chest. And, but what, what you get from a game where two offenses are re- relatively stalled out is great stellar defensive play because there's no momentum going on. You know, there's a, mo- there's a mirror effect. When, air, when Anthony dropped that ball and when uh, Gash dropped that ball, that was kind of, you know, took the air out of the momentum that we had going on. Uh, I don't forget we were down to our third and our fourth string running backs, you know, so that's typical, you know, uh, overall I picked the 27 to 16 score. If I'm not mistaken, it was still within there and exactly what I thought that I would get from that team. But I knew that we wouldn't blow that team out because that was a good ball club at nine and three mm-hmm. coming in. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, but the, like Thomas preached injury health, you know, that's a major factor for us to take that blow right there in that game. That could be an issue. Hopefully we have a schoolmaker back next week. You know, hopefully we get Edwards back and we're at full power where we're serviceable. Well, we have a viable number two running back. But besides that, uh, I took out exactly what I thought it would be a uh, big 10 black and blue type game. Like I say, a uh, 12 round fight. Uh, t- hey, tip my hat to our kicker. That's a bad boy, uh, mm-hmm. and that's it, man. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the big things about that that game last week, as you know, Rob alluded to, was we we did end up in in that deep water, and it was you know nut cutting time, so to speak, going down to your third or fourth string running back. I know we're not fully healthy on the offensive line as well, so I really need for for JJ really to to come up big in this in this next game because believe it or not they're looking to make JJ win the game and if I'm JJ if you're going to put it all on my shoulders guess what I'm going to show you something I'm going to give you I'm going to give the world something to watch I'm going to come down here to the shoot I'm going to go ahead and light it up I'm going to show all the pundits that I am a complete quarterback I'm not just a running athlete that's playing quarterback that when I drop back and I get out here and I start, you know, throwing that pill around. I'm going to be on target. And when it's time for me to run, I'm not going to be afraid to run. I think that's the other thing, too, that we need to watch in J.J.'s play is that he's kind of falling into that that trap, so to speak, when you are an athletic quarterback that you want to show the world that you are a real, quote-unquote, quarterback and you're not running during the times in which 
hey, do take off a run. God bless you with that level of speed and elusiveness. Then let's continue to use that to to our advantage, so to speak. Don't just sit back and throw passes for the sake of throwing passes, and especially when you can pick up more chunk plays with your legs than you can with your arm at that particular juncture of the game. So, Rob, Thomas, this is this is it. This is what we've all been waiting for right here. The the greatest rivalry in history of college football, bar bar none. Michigan is going to go down south to take on that team down there, you know, and uh, presumably I don't want to jump the gun, but presumably, presumably the Big Ten championship is on the line here. Also a trip to the college football playoff. So um, it's a really big game. One of the biggest games I can remember in quite a quite a while around here. So uh, obviously the team down south there offensively, they're led by uh, Stroud, Williams and Harrison. So, Thomas, what are we going to have to do? Jackson Jimbo boy, man. What are we gonna have to do to slow that, slow them down? You know. Again, it's it's going to be with CJ Stroud. Our defense, our defensive coordinator needs to come up with some exotic looks. Um, our guys need to get home and make CJ uncomfortable. I think that's one of the biggest things that when, even if we're not getting sacks, getting that kid to move around, but also in doing that, not losing contain. Right? If if we're getting that pressure, I don't want to get pressured for the sake of giving up contain and letting him, as I just spoke about before, beat us with the, with his feet. My other concern is is that our secondary is going to have to hold up. You just talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. The kid's a beast right now, um, just based off the size alone. My fear right now is going to be the 50-50 ball, and based off of his, his physical metrics at this particular point, that that's going to be one of the deciding factors. Um, on the On our offensive side of the ball, we, as an offensive line, we have to keep J.J. upright and his uniform clean. Uh, their defensive end slash outside linebacker, number 44, um, is, is a beast right now. He's been showing me a, a, a great motor, plays really well with his hands. And um, even if he's not getting there, getting his hands up, batting balls down, I want to say last week or maybe before last, he ended up with an interception as well. So they have athletes, obviously, on both sides of the ball, but – Going back to, you know, nuts and bolts football, win the turnover battle and we have to win the time of possession. Um, we, and we, and once we get down into the red zone, we have to get six. We have to put the ball in the end zone more than we're kicking field goals. Jake Moody is clutch. And obviously that's been, you know, Jake Moody for MVP this year. As far as I'm concerned, you can talk all you want to about Blake and, and the job in which he's done. But as a, as a team, you definitely got to sit back and uh, give the nod to Jake Moody at this point. Other than a couple of missed field goals that, in my opinion, weren't really his fault. Hey, the win took it. it. It was nature at that point. But overall, we have to put the ball in the end zone once we get those opportunities. And we have to continue to keep J.J. upright. And lastly, J.J., you have to put the money on the ball when we have the opportunity to take the game vertical. You have to drop these balls in, in, into the bucket. And our receivers just got to come up and play. Um, I, I think the game is going to be won and lost in the secondary of both schools. Whoever's secondary shows up the best, I think it's going to end up cinching the game for either school. So, Rob, what's the key to the game? Key to the game is come out, play our style of ball. Hopefully, like I say, use the Styles Make Fights moniker. We keep running this ball because if we can if we can run this ball on Ohio State, we control this clock, we can win this game. Hands down. Yep. At we the same time, it's going to come down who's tougher. Yep. Who's yep. tougher? Who wants it more? It's going to be like that game we had at uh, 
uh, you know, four years ago with Rashawn Gary and all them boys where Barrett, you know, got that mystery fourth and one. You know, uh, we need one of those games, deep water, Moody kicking a field goal for the win. Game over. Go blue. We're going to Indianapolis. So, yeah, Tom, with that being said, when's, when's the last time both teams that came into this game undefeated? So mm-hmm. this right here is, is, is a historic moment. Um, in this rivalry, especially with the team from down south having the upper hand for, dare I say, the last decade. Um, this year coming in, both teams undefeated and uh, having to go down there and play. What better way to end this season, or at least end the regular season as a Wolverine, than to go down to the shoe yeah. uh, against the undefeated Buckeye team, highly touted team, you know, ranked number two in the country at, at this point. And yep. come out with that W, ladies Take and gentlemen. That. There's there there's no better feeling. Having been there, done that. There's no better feeling than to go down to the shoe and to shut up the entire state of Ohio, and then to go get on the bus, singing "Hail to the Victors," and just look at all the sad faces that was as we roll out of town, coming on back mm-hmm. to good old Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. All so right. We usually go to the predictions, but pretty sure we're all going to say here. So we are all going to say the same thing here, but I'm just going to say it. Michigan's going to win on a very close game. Like you said, Jake Moody's the MVP. Jake Moody's going to win this game for us. Go Blue. 23-21, University of Michigan Wolverines. Hell yeah. I don't even have a score for you. I just want to come out with the W Mm -hmm. and, uh, again, come out injury-free. Punch these dudes in the mouth repeatedly in a very – uh, gregarious fashion that we're going to come out here and stand in the middle of the all ladies and gentlemen trust me there is no place i would rather be right now if i could go back to the 21 year old me and strap it up one more time in this in this game right here ladies and gentlemen i would do that in a heartbeat i would say in the 48 year old body right now i got at least 10 plays in me now i don't know what's going to happen after those 10 plays you might have to get the ambulance and, and we'll the big fellow back to the locker room but I think I got at least 10 plays for this game. So uh, my prediction is, obviously, it's going to be a Michigan win. It's going to be a blue day. We're going to shake up the world and really show the country what this team is really made of. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it this week for Under the Wings Helmet. Come back next week where we're going to talk about the Big Ten Championship game and uh, celebrate. We're going to start celebrating, right? So uh, that's it. Check us out on the Believe Network. Check us out on Spotify. Radio, YouTube, ASAPElite.com. We're everywhere. Under the winged helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons, Rob Penn, Thomas Gwines. Go Blue. What up, dude? Go Blue. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.